Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today is the day you've all been waiting for. We're breaking down the season finale of Loki season two. And what a finale and what a season it was. Honestly, season one was so much fun. I didn't think that they would really be able to pull it off again. But they did. Season two, so much fun. In a different way. Um, but also it ends in such a way that like the opportunities are endless for what could happen next with either Loki or any of these characters or even the MCU as a whole. Uh, so I'm excited to, to get into it. Uh, but we'll start with first thoughts. Perfection. (laughs) My is that I wish I could have seen it on a big screen. Like this, oh, yeah. this felt like a a moment that needed to be in a movie, in a theater, me with all the other like nerdy Loki girls getting to share in this. Uh, so yeah, I thought that the finale was great. Thought that they stuck the landing. Very, very surprised at how well they stuck the landing. I did not think they would resolve all those plot lines. <laughs> as efficiently as they did but great job everyone i agree um a little tangent but speaking of uh seeing it on the big screen i feel like this would be a really fun thing to go to the theater for the day and watch the whole series um (laughs) and it made me think so we went and saw the marvels over the weekend and at the Alamo Draft House, they usually don't have like movie posters and stuff like free. You know, you go to the AMC or something, you usually grab like a free poster or a pen or something for a movie. They usually don't do that at the Alamo. The Alamo's thing is like a glass or a lunchbox if you go like opening day. But for whatever reason, I found out that they are showing the entirety of that new Netflix show, The Blue Eyed Samurai. They're showing Hmm. it as like a movie feature and they just had a bunch of free posters for it. And my first thought was, 
well, if this was like a Marvels or a Loki poster, I would grab it 100%. Yeah. And it's such a weird show to be like, this is what we're going to show. That's interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I did the opening night for the Marvels, and there was nothing. I was I would have expected cinema cinema has been good this summer of like having something for just about every Thursday night showing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah, I don't even think the Alamo did anything for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting nervous because we haven't gone to an opening night show at the Alamo yet, but I really want to for Deadpool because I'm hoping that Deadpool <laughs> has like a really cool mug or something. Uh, but now I'm like, man, maybe it won't. Uh Anyway, sorry, tangent. Um, I know, I was about to say, the, the picture that I sent y'all this afternoon, like, I would want that as a poster. Yeah, I'll post it on our social, but yes, yeah, 100%. Right? Uh, so to kind of jump into the episode, you know, we basically pick up where we left off, where the TVA is about to be destroyed, nobody knows what to do. Loki's slowly getting a handle on his time slipping. So he decides, I know I can go back in time and I can fix this and we could try it a different way. And then we get this like edge of tomorrow or what was the other name for that? Like day after tomorrow, die a day again. Are you talking about about? Yeah, Yeah. Tom Cruise and uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's sort of what happens like we get this loki that like is basically just trying the same thing over and over and over again with like slight differences to see if they can fix it and they can't (laughs) and then it gets more and more dramatic and he's going back further and further until finally he's just like ouroboros like how long would it take for me to know everything that you know and he was like oh centuries and then the next time we see Loki, he knows everything about the TVA <laughs> and like the time loom. And it was so it was like both funny and also cool because it's like, oh, we're getting like, you know, I know Loki's a god and he has superpowers, but now he's like doubled up with his potential to be mm-hmm. all powerful. Like he it's, knows everything. <laughs> you know what it's like? Which I love what I love you the picking out that one particular movie because like I had no clue what they would do with the opening of this episode and I didn't even like think about that movie but yeah it was just so brilliant but that whole moment uh, we always go back to like or at least I always go back to anime with these Marvel shows but it reminds me in like the Cell Saga on Dragon Ball Z when Goku and Gohan go into like the chamber like forever yeah and they're like to train and then they're like entirely like different people because they like basically stay in super saiyan mode that's like yeah. loki that's basically like what he did he's like yeah this is essentially the hype yeah. yeah the tva is the hyperbolic time chamber yeah and loki went went back and learned <laughs> centuries worth of knowledge from ouroboros <laughs> in seemingly seconds for us as viewers like you just see him kind of do his weird like time stutter thing and then he's back and he yeah <laughs> and he's like but it, i know what to do do this but it's this, like when he this. explains like the math around it so quickly <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> it was the y'all are both naming things that reminded you of it reminded me mostly of groundhog day of course <laughs> but also the movie palm springs 
Have yes. y'all seen Offerings? I yes. need once, but I need I need to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. desperately need to rewatch it because especially because this episode reminded me of it so much. Especially because like at the end of that, like I'm not going to spoil it, but they also have to undertake a really rigorous. <laughs> educational program to help fix the problem that they are in it is interesting because like it it's something that you don't really think about like if you were reliving the same day over and over again i don't know that my first thought would be like oh well i could use this time to learn another language or you know learn about quantum mechanics and quantum physics but that's like loki's i mean he does try like Mm -hmm. you know seemingly a numerous amount of times before he's like i need to learn everything i need to learn and then once he learns everything and goes back even that doesn't help you know um but it is just an interesting thing to think about like now i feel like if i woke up and was in a groundhog day situation my first thought would be like "Uh uh-oh a how do i get out of this b what could I learn if I had the time to learn something? So yeah, quantum quantum mechanics probably not on the top of my list, to be honest. <laughs> but <laughs> feel a little silly too, because it seems like after all that, I mean, it's like every little millisecond counts, but it was also like patching up the suit. Mm-hmm. Seemed to be like a big part of it, which they never did before. It's like, oh yeah, you need to like make sure the suit, like the helmet's locked in and tape here, tape there, and you're good to go. Right. <laughs> yeah, that seems like something they would have done before now. <laughs> no. Um, I do want to say, like, again, we see multiple iterations of Victor Timely walking out and spaghettifying in all kinds of different spectacular ways. And then there are even ways that we don't see that the final time we see him going out there, Loki's like, don't set the thing down. It'll roll <laughs> off, which means like, oh, that must have happened a couple times that he remembered to the point where he had to like remind him, don't set it down. Um, but again, I feel like the suit, the suit doesn't seem to decay, but the tube seems to decay. Yeah. And so it's like, this is weird. I feel like they should have put a little more effort into showing us the suit fluctuating through time or like whatever is happening but i'll give it to him you know not the point of the episode i get it uh (laughs) but i did i did really enjoy it and i i think that at that point i was convinced that this was going to solve the problem and then the rest of the episode would be something else entirely but instead, I feel like this was the first half of the episode and he finally shoots the thing out there and it expands the loom and everyone is like, we did it. Yeah. And then, oh, no, expanding the loom actually didn't help at all. And everything's still about to explode. So he has to jump back in time again. And this kind of goes to where we what we talked about, you know, in the last episode we're like, okay, is he going to go back in time and stop Sylvie from killing he who remains? Well, then we get a whole nother like uh, edge of tomorrow version of him going back in time and like slowly trying to stop Sylvie from killing he who remains and failing every single time. 
which immediately made me think, oh, so Sylvie's stronger than Loki. We just hmm, I think she's really more stubborn. That. He cannot change her mind. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, but they even fight each other and he doesn't he can never get the upper hand. Well, also, she's like, she's getting to like restart every time. And I feel like he's just been going and going and going. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wonder what, like, what are the effects of time slipping? Like, if you're sore and you time slip back, <laughs> you know, two years, are you still sore? Or are you like two years younger? I really know how that works. He's a god. So he's been around for yeah. who knows how old he is. I think there's also like in his mind he probably knows like i can't really stop sylvia i would have to kill sylvie that's the only way and he doesn't want to mm -hmm. and so that's why like he probably lets the fights go on so long mm -hmm. well and they do have that like powerful moment where they they discuss that basically mm -hmm. like i have to kill you <clears throat> and she understands but then he never does mm-hmm he instead just like tricks her into not being there so that he can talk to he who remains or or doesn't trick her. I guess he freezes her. Yeah. Which is just showing that he is getting more and more powerful with his ability to control time and yep. then just sort of like blips her out of existence so they can chat. Um, and it's interesting. It's really interesting to see him talk to he who remains and sort of figure out that like, oh, what's going to happen here? Are they going to work together? Is he who remains actually bad and something's going to happen and he's going to like attack Loki or like try to trick him. And then I, you know, Loki just kind of decides what he has to do and goes forward in time again. But I don't know if that means when he goes forward in time, does he let Sylvie kill he who remains? Like, is this still the same timeline of events that happened? Because I mean, I guess it had to be, right? That was the whole point, was that if he who remains died, the fail-safe was that the loom would fail and wipe everything yeah. except for the the main timeline. Pretty much. And where Loki goes kind of looks like it's the like what's left of uh, the Citadel that he who remains was in. And there was no sign of him anywhere. So I think it's that he does hop back onto that timeline uh, but manages to, you know, fix things in his own way. Right. Which uh, arguably is the coolest part of the whole series. Mm -hmm. Um, When he's just basically, he like blips back to the point where the thing's about to explode, runs past everybody down the gangway and locks the doors. And they're all like, what are you doing? Time completely unaffecting him because now he has like full control over time. I will say I was confused at what was happening at first as he's like walking out because you see his like clothes start to transform. You see his like crown start to appear. And I thought he was like de-aging to kid Loki. Hmm. That's what it looked like to me. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, that's still Tom Hiddleston. So that's not kid Loki. And then as he kept walking and his suit kept growing and his horns grew back and stuff like that, I was like, Oh, he's converting to like comic book suit. Loki Lord of time. I don't even know. 
it made me immediately like I need to find whatever this is based on and read this because does this ever happen? Like I I don't know that I've ever heard of Loki being in charge of time before. I think the closest thing is, and I can't remember if we talked about this last week, uh, at the end of uh, the Agent of Asgard uh, arc, he becomes the god of stories. And so I think that's kind of what this is meant to reflect is because he is protecting and enabling all these different stories of people's lives. And the costume isn't, it's not the same, but it's kind of similar. Like Mm -hmm. it's not armory. It's more of like a... It's like a comfy, you're going to sit in a chair. Outfit, yeah, he has this like yeah. scarf going on. The, like, yeah. Comfy scarf. Yeah. And it's it's also notably the least fancy outfit that he's ever had. He's always done like a lot of gold and shiny stuff and not this one. The one where he's mm-hmm. finally like coming into his own. It's not that kind of king uh, kingship or godhood or anything like that. It's like mm-hmm. a very, very humbled version of Loki, although he is arguably now the most powerful character in the MCU. Yeah. Oh, and it's interesting the way that time works here. Like, I know that the whole point of the time loom was that it's taking time and physically manipulating it into this thread. But when it explodes, it's like all the threads like lash out like tendrils almost and immediately mm-hmm. start dying. But I would think that as they were dying, it would be sort of like the visual representation we get in the TVA, where it's like one big strand and a bunch of strands break off. And as they die, they sort of like wither away. But instead, they all just sort of like turn into these like brown threads all over the place. And Loki slowly like grabbing a couple and like putting some energy into them. But what are they attached to? Like, where does it start? Where does it end? Or they just exist and they're, they're just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go with they exist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he starts gathering them up and putting more power into them and walking towards he who remains old throne. Uh, and it's cool because his cloak turns into a bunch of them, too. I don't know when that happened. I feel like he was walking and he had a cloak and then the next shot was like sort of above. And I realized, oh, the cloak is made of timelines. Um, so then I started thinking, like, is his whole suit made of timelines? <laughs> He's like wearing timeline clothes. But then he sits down and he's able to put out enough power to like revive all of, I assume all of the timelines. It seemed like there were a lot and then he held on to a good amount of them, but not all of them. So I don't know if all the timelines were saved or just the maybe majority. Um, But then we get a really cool visual where as the timelines come back to life, they create the image of Yggdrasil, the world tree, which is really cool because it like ties all of this back to Loki's Norse roots as a god. And I was like, well, this is cool. Like, I, I, you know, I feel like this show really sort of pulls you out of the fact that, oh, yeah, that's right. He's Loki. <laughs> He's like the god of mischief. And instead, <laughs> this whole show is like, it's Loki, the time cop. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you know. So I thought that was really cool. I do think missed opportunity. Where's Thor? Why mm-hmm. didn't we get, we didn't get like an Odin, a Thor. 
Freya. Like they could have given us something, even like a flashback or like a ghost disembodied voice. I, mm-hmm. I get that Loki says like his one quote from mm-hmm. the first movie, but yeah, you know, I, it's weird that they wouldn't have tossed somebody in there. Yeah, well, but also I wonder how long they've been planning this particular ending for Loki because like even if we look back at when we were introduced to the TVA in season one, like them referring referring to like taking people out of the timeline as being like pruned, all of that comes back to like gardening imagery. It's like, did they always know this is gonna be a tree? <laughs> it feels like they did. It it again, I I can't believe how well they managed to tie everything up in this one episode. It's absolutely mm. insane. Well, and to that note, they always mention the branches, mm-hmm. like all the all the times timelines are branching. So yeah, there's a good good catch. Um, I it is it fun makes, to see. Oh, good. Well, I was gonna circle back on like I I think it does make sense to not have anyone like Thor, Odin, or anything like that because like you look at the full circle journey for Loki, it's like. You know, he's kind of realizing what his purpose truly is. But even on the darker side of that, he's kind of living out his worst fear, which is essentially being alone. You know, like that was such a big part of these past few episodes was like he's connected with these people and he cares for them and he wants to be with. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Them. But he kind of realizes in order for them 
to carry on like he knows what his purpose now is and part of that is to just be alone to mm -hmm. take care of you know all these timelines that was such yeah. a sad moment whenever Sylvie and mobius come to the window and he tells them that he knows that he has to be like the kind of god he needs to be for them and he knows that's the last time he's probably going to ever see either one of them and it's like his first real friend and the person he loves probably the most in the world and he just leaves them because he knows that's what they need to be happy like oh my gosh and after the last episode established all he wants is to have his friends back and to not be by himself anymore right yucks yeah yeah i want to know well so we see we see the tva the new tva which like all of the imagery has changed now from this you know horizontal thread with lines coming off it to like a visual depictions of the tree um and we see everyone running around still working so the tva seems to be still going on what they're doing i'm not sure because the whole point of this was so that there wouldn't be a prime timeline so they still have people dressed in the like hunter clothes but like mm. are they still pruning timelines i would assume I not I think they're just out looking for Kang variants and trying to take care of them. Yeah, because okay. that's what they do mention. You know, that's kind of like the big point of that is like, have there been any disturbances or sightings of a Kang version, a variant of Kang? And then they do make the reference to Quantumania, mm. but they say it's it's handled. So, yeah, it seems like that's kind of the core mission is. They want to protect all of this. Right. Not just so much about protecting the sacred timeline now. It's about protecting everything. Right. And we see sort of an, like an ending for Renslayer. Um, it looks like she's in the void. Uh, and yeah, the, the, I kept like, trying to look monster. up. I need to what was the glowing like? I was trying to figure uh, out what that. I think his name is. Elias. Yeah, Elias. Okay. Because that's we see that in the first season a lot. Whenever Eliath is like trying to attack the variants, there's like that purple glowing in the clouds and stuff. So I think that that's what that's supposed to reference. Okay. But I is saw that... some people saying that they thought that it might have been a Kang variant, like a specific one, and I can't remember anything about mm. it, but it had something to do with the fact that there was like a pyramid behind her too. Mm. Um, mm. But that instead of her about to be like consumed by Eliath, it could be that there is a version of Kang in there that's ready to team up with her. Uh, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, just to get potentially try to get access back into the TVA. Yeah. I'm wondering like, yeah, I'm wondering what's, what's going to come out of this because uh, I think, well, we see uh, Sylvie and Mobius. They have like a final chat. And kind of like look through this window and then it like switches to the view of Loki behind all of these like time threads looking pretty sad, but also kind of like maybe not sad, maybe like just sad that he can't be with them, but happy that he has protected them. And immediately my thought is, so is Loki a watcher now mm -hmm. or is Loki even stuck in that chair like can he leave or does he have to stay there they don't really explain so you know i hope not but is this the last time we see loki 
Like I the answer is, I hope not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got the idea he could at least see what was going on on the timelines. Right. So that's part of why we're getting all these reactions is because he's able to see them going off and like living the lives that they're supposed to live. Even though, again, it is kind of bittersweet because he knows it's good for them, but that he's not part of it. Um, I I can't imagine that we never, ever see Loki again in a in a Marvel production. I mean, this is definitely kind of like a button on this part of, you know, his story. Mm-hmm. But we also still haven't seen him reunited with Thor. And yeah. as the like multiverse saga continues, I, I think that it would be it'd be weird if they didn't somehow find out that Loki had a hand in like the maintenance of the multiverse um, and bring him back in somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about anything else. And I, we can't be sure about that even, but it just, it feels like to me that we haven't really seen the last of Loki. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely hope not, but I just, I like, I don't understand how, I mean, you know, I don't understand how it works. It Can people go visit him? <laughs> like is the, are, I, well, the timeline's not all freaking out now. So there's right. not like the decay stuff going on. So could someone just like walk right. over there and be like, Hey man, you want a snack? Are you thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> Need some water. <laughs> uh, I do think so th- Sylvie probably will. Yeah. I feel like that's going to happen. Like, like my, I guess, thoughts or theories of where this could be going is that, you know, it's almost like Game of Thrones, right? Kang wants to reclaim that spot, like to control all threads of time. So I would expect that it's probably the mission of the Kang variants is they got to get back there. Um, But Loki just feels so important now, but not, not so much Loki as, but like Sylvie as well. Like Sylvie could lead the charge to know like how to stop Kang. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen some interesting theories around the infinity stones, but kind of like the, you know, the character, the humanized version of the stones and Loki being the time stone. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw one brings... that was Loki is all of them. <laughs> Loki is all of them. I haven't seen yeah. that. But it's kind of like putting things together of like, you know, I don't know where this could actually lead, but if it, there's like specific people that kind of resemble or that are that are the stones, like could they and be they all have to be together to defeat Kang? I don't know. I don't really know where they're going with it, but it seems like Loki would be uh the time stone, and then Wanda uh is what was the red one? The um, um uh, reality, is... the reality stone. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I think that would be cool to have to like work our way back that way. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting having this time stuff and the multiverse stuff and like boy oh boy next week listeners when we talk about the marvels i got questions <laughs> aplenty about how how do times and multiverses and quantum portals how does it all oh i got work together i got a question i got a big question as well i'm curious if we're gonna have the same question yeah about two, so two I particular just, people in there yeah i just want to know like how does it work yes yeah. our branching timelines different universes 
or different universes all existing in the same timeline. So if you go to a different timeline, there are also branching universes in that timeline. Like how does how do these combine and where does Loki actually sit? Is he only in charge of the timelines in this universe? So like there could be another Loki in another universe holding all the timelines or another Kang in another you like how do Kang variants work? Are variants based on timelines or variants based on universe? It's it's too much to get into and i'm sure it will never be explained because that's sort of how marvel is setting things up right now i feel like they're they're setting it up to be like we can do whatever we want and we can explain it away by saying it's a different timeline or it's a different universe and it's okay which i'm fine with but then they're set then they like set boundaries and rules on stuff and i'm like but well okay so these rules always count like loki's whole physically holding these strands of time so that timeline cannot die without him letting go of it or what happens if he lets go of any of them yeah and like what if they branch if a timeline branches from the thread that he's holding does he have to grab another thread or like, is that branch fine because he's already holding that thread? Maybe with if his new is... engineering skills, he can come up with some sort of contraption. <laughs> <laughs> he's just out just there. Like, kind of go and do his own thing sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just have, just have Ouroboros come out there and they can chit chat about like, how can we strand all these together and keep giving them power so I don't have to sit here in this chair. Yeah. Yeah, I think that whenever we were talking earlier about like, will Loki be out there alone forever? And I was trying to think about if like which ones I thought would be motivated to go see him. And I think everybody would probably be like, you know, be like, yeah, I'd go tell Loki hi. But I think the only (laughs) one who might have the ability might be Sylvie because she still has that little, um, you know, whatchamacallit. the little, yeah, her little like time yeah. her special pad. Yeah. And she is also a Loki, so she can probably do most of the stuff that he can do. And I can't imagine her being totally content working in a McDonald's for all eternity. So I think eventually <laughs> she's going to get bored and she's going to start striking off on adventures. She stays with McDonald's until the ice cream machine breaks and then parts. She's there for two days. <laughs> I wonder if Dr. Strange could go visit. Oh, he probably could. I think so. But would he? <laughs> well, and like, how does the Eye of Agamotto work? If Loki's in control of all time, well, I guess that's the time stone. Or is it now? Like, do, do we have the stone? We still have the stones, right? They're still there. They're in a drawer somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're paperweights. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I mean, all in all, I think it was a great way to to end the season. I think it really answered some questions but also set some characters up to like potentially do more in the future i agree it definitely made loki seem like he's the new powerhouse of the mcu if he literally just like walked out there and controlled all of time um so i'm interested to see what happens i'm interested to see like where they go with kang stuff in the future and are they bringing that back to loki are they keeping it separate I'm excited to talk about the Marvels. (laughs) (laughs) 
Listeners, pick up on seeing the marbles, and I haven't. That's part of why they're being so cagey about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's go talk about Kang before we wrap up. Because yeah, his performance in this episode, man, he's sinister. Mm. Like just letting, like knowing and letting Loki go through all of this. And like knowing every step, like everything, like, and this isn't even supposed to be like the main version variant, right? This is not the, the, like the king that's to really fear, like yeah, just the fact just that the he who remains one. Yeah. But the fact that he's so sinister in this and you just want to see like, honestly, just both Loki Sylvie just beat the crap out of him, <laughs> like really just shows like. I think it really brings Kang back into like, okay, this is, this is going to be a good villain. If we can mm-hmm. keep it like, that's the unfortunate thing is like, there's all the, the stuff behind the scenes like that's that's playing out right now, but I'm still hopeful we can, they'll be able to work past all that. And yeah, I, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. Even if they have to recast, like I'm excited for Kang and I want to, I want to see like what they can do with this character. Right. Well, and that's sort of what I think they're doing with this, like the multiple timelines and the multiple universes. It sort of sets them up where like if they need to recast, they can. And I'm sure it will be jarring at first, but. They can easily explain it and it, and yeah. it's like, OK, I get it. Like, yeah, you had to recast. You had to recast. So. Yeah, I I do think that this episode man the apple eating is just like oh god put down that apple stop chewing on it uh i forgot about how annoying that was and <laughs> they, here we go we get it a bunch more times in this episode um but yeah he he definitely is a good big bad for the marvel universe and i think mm-hmm. you know i know we talked about quantumania but quantumania for me didn't do it yeah i it just didn't really make him seem all that big and bad whereas this is sort of like this one yeah yeah he's not a good guy and there's potentially an entire group of him out there somewhere so it'll be interesting when that comes to a head if that comes to a head um any other last thoughts before we wrap up no i've just been very in my feelings since thursday that's <laughs> I, I was gonna say earlier that the whole the part whenever Loki walks out uh into the timelines and he starts like transforming and stuff. I watched that whole sequence and again this will mean nothing to our podcast listeners, but I watched the whole thing like <laughs> just like I was so surprised, but also so full of adoration for my boy to watch him go from being like maybe the most narcissistic person that's ever existed <laughs> to literally sacrificing every life he could have ever lived with the only people who have ever mattered to him at all uh in order to make things uh, better for them and for all these other people it's just like it's un it's an unbelievable arc and like i gotta say tom hiddleston oh my god he has so pulled this off it's been he mentioned on a show the other night it's been 14 years he's been playing this character (laughs) and i think it i think it shows that he knows him so well and is able to Mm -hmm. portray him in this way so it was it was definitely a like that middle break in Akuna Matata 
when they're like walking on the bridge and then they slowly start to age up uh, Simba until he's like full grown. That's mm-hmm. what that scene was like. Yeah. Minus minus Timon and Pumbaa. Right. But if Loki was Simba, that's what we saw. We saw him grow from a boy to a man. <laughs> <laughs> a very tired man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a time cloak. Um, all right. Well, our question last week, does anyone remember? Did we ask one? Yes. I think we posed to the audience. Um Oh, it was a science one. And I meant to look up something and I totally didn't. So maybe I'll I'll look up something and put the answer on social. But it was about the spaghettification. <laughs> like how does the noodle person go through a black hole? Do you oh, come out the other side right. as a noodle or <laughs> um yeah, I forgot to I forgot to look up my science facts on noodle people. I thought we were supposed to like guess by the vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does anybody really know? We haven't choked anybody into a black hole to see what happened. That you know of. <laughs> That's fair. We don't we don't know what's going on out there. I saw Interstellar. <laughs> uh, yeah, so well I I'll I'll put a more scientific answer in our <laughs> on our social for that one. Um but uh, do either of you have a question for this week? If not, what I've got would one. you like to happen if you got chucked into a black hole? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I would like to be put in a different universe. That'd be great. So Try it out. Just see what see what's out uh, there. If you were, if you were to be have the powers of Loki, god of stories, and you knew you had to hold all the timelines. For all eternity, forever and ever. What three things would you want to bring with you while you <laughs> have to sit there? Yeah. It's like, like the island desert. question. Like what yeah, three desert things island. <laughs> but time chair. But that's time what chair. we'll call it. Time chair. Um, I like that. I also have a, a follow-up question. So that'll be our main question that we can answer next week. But I have a follow-up for social. Um, and this will be a challenge to the three of us as well. But if you could design something for loki to have that would hold all of the timelines for him so he didn't have to hold them what would that design look like just doodle doodle on a piece of paper a time chair for loki with uh with tree holding appendages and uh we'll post our we'll post our designs online uh and victor timely if you're out there don't steal them they're ours <laughs> good season good episodes great, great season uh if you haven't watched the first season what are you doing if you didn't watch this season even more what are you doing how did you make it this far into our episode uh go check them out and stay tuned for our captain or captain marvel stay tuned for our marvels episode um that'll be coming soon uh and we will dive even further into the realm of the unknown that is the Marvel <laughs> Timeline Universe conundrum. <laughs> uh, but for now, we'll see you all next time. Bye.
this year so fast. But I hope they put out a steel book for season two for Loki. That would be pretty cool. I already already mentioned to Mace that uh, the steel book of season one existed and that you said it was really cool. Hoping he gets the hint that I might like something like that for Christmas. (laughs) Wink, wink. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Welcome back to Two Judgy Girls. I'm Mary from the Bay. And I'm Courtney from LA. TJG is the podcast where we spill all the tea on your favorite reality TV shows, celebrity gossip, and everything in between. We're here to bring you our unfiltered opinions, hilarious commentary, and plenty of laughs along the way. We're two SDSU Delta Gamma sisters with a microphone and a whole lot of opinions. Each week, we dive headfirst into the wild world of reality television from Bravo to all the trash TV you could want. We break down the drama, dissect the latest scandals, and share our thoughts on everything from the jaw-dropping moments to the embarrassing antics. But that's not all. We're not here to just gossip. We're here to connect with you, the jurors, and share our love of all things pop culture. Whether we're dishing on the latest celebrity breakups, discussing our favorite guilty pleasure movies, or sharing embarrassing stories from our own lives, we promise to keep it real, keep it fun, and keep you coming back for more. Come judge with us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Listener.